Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, clean. Cheers. Cheers. Sydney and I uh, are Sydney. on Zoom, and Sydney, <laughs> and she was just saying how like it's so weird how we're like just looking at each other on a screen and not in person like usual. The quality is better, to be honest, because Sydney and I just like edit all of our episodes ourselves. Like we don't have a producer who does it, so it's like better for us. But ugh, I just miss you, I guess. Ew. Ugh, I miss you too. It's weird though yeah. because like not only do Sarah and I work together, but we also live together. And we hang out together every day. And we also have the same major at school. So, like, we're never not, we're never apart. So, like, even texting is weird. Because usually I text her, but, like, I'm in the next room. I just don't feel like Exactly. Yelling. I, yeah, I'll text her, like, <laughs> um, like, when I'm in my room. And then I'll come out to the living room to be with Sydney when she's doing homework. And then she'll text me back, like, in the living room when we're both there. And I'm like, did you literally just text me when I'm serious? Yeah. Because, like, you know, sometimes, like... It just takes a lot of energy to use your words. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes your phones can also do the same practice. This is a classic case of extrovert versus introvert. I was reading, I was having, um, <laughs> I just said I was reading, I was having, when I really meant I was watching a TikTok yes. about how, like, 
introverted and extroverts always misread texts from each other. I think I sent it to you, Sydney. I need to check. Yeah, but like literally it was so funny. Like um, the extrovert says something like, hey, do you want to hang out? And the introvert's like, yeah, whatever's fine, I guess. But like to them, it means like, you know, genuinely like whatever's fine. But to the extrovert, it sounds like they're being sarcastic. Yeah. And I just think that's so funny. Like when Sarah says yeah to me, like Y-E-A-H, I assume that she's like mad at me. And she says it all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're an introvert and a cancer, yeah. so. Do you think I'm an introvert? I've never in my life been called an introvert. I would say so because an introvert doesn't mean that you don't like hanging out with people. It just means, like, you get your energy from being alone. And I know that you like to be alone and recharge. So that's just how I assume that. It's like, I, I could be wrong. I, okay, I was definitely more of an extrovert before this year because this year we realized that people get on my nerves. But um, I think I've always been an extrovert, but especially more so when I was younger. I'm definitely outgoing in some situations but before this year i would have no problem going up to a random person and being like hey like i wouldn't mind going to a party like none of that stuff bothered me but for some reason with covid this year and just like the audacity of so many people i being alone is, is nice because sometimes people are just too much so i think that i'm an extrovert who's annoyed with the human race at the moment as long as you know as much as we like to say like oh yeah i'm an extrovert oh yeah i'm an introvert like it changes all the time yeah. you know like sometimes i can't always be like 100 percent extroverted i need to go in my room and like be alone and then i can have like i can just regain my energy because to be honest being an extrovert or an introvert doesn't necessarily mean whether or not you like being alone or being around people more it just means like where you get your energy from and like how you recharge for you I feel like just in you know from my point of view I feel like this year especially with COVID and everything it was like 50 50 but like when I met you and like junior year you were definitely like I would say 80 percent extrovert yeah I I think I went from being an extroverted extrovert to an introverted extrovert. That's the perfect way to describe it. Yes. You're definitely an extrovert. You be saying yes to everything. You know, speaking, kind of like segueing into what we're hoping to change this year, see this year, reflecting on last year, etc. I have decided to be selfish with my time. I already am, but now I just feel less bad about it. Because people are exhausting, work is exhausting, life is exhausting, and I feel as though it is okay to be selfish with your time and say no to people. It's okay to want to sit in your room by yourself and just sleep or watch a good movie or read a good book. Sometimes, like, I will be complaining, and Cindy will attest to this a million times over. Sometimes we'll be in the kitchen and I'm complaining like, ugh, I can never say no. I hate going out right now. I just want to sit in my room and watch a movie or, like, sit right here, watch a movie, and, like, drink a glass of wine. And then, like, somebody will text me like, hey, let's go to a bar. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do that all the time. It's like as she's ranting about having no time or, like, wanting to relax, some will ask her to do something for them. Like, hey, can you, like, uh, send me recommendations or can you do a video about this? She's like, yep. And I'm like, girl. You can say no. It's okay. Yeah. And so I that's one of my New Year's resolutions. And I, another one of mine, which I didn't talk about in previous episodes, is <clears throat> not just like eating healthier because that's such like a actionless goal. But what I want to do is like find quick and easy healthy recipes because because I like to cook, but I don't like to cook long meals. Like that's definitely more Sydney's forte. Like she will put time and effort into cooking something and it'll come out amazing, perfect delectable whatever Uh, but I just like to do something quick like I get super bored when I'm just sitting in the kitchen for a long period of time um even though I do like chopping because I like this new knife that I got that sounds really serial killery but 
quick, easy recipes and I want to actually start doing them and like meal prepping, not to the extent where like I'm making a meal and then putting it in the fridge, but like prepping to the point where I'm chopping my vegetables and like just like planning out my meals for the week, like what I'm going to cook. So I'm mentally prepared for it. And it's funny because I am obsessed with like certain kind of cooking right now, just because it was like the only way for me to have like a break from my work that I could convince myself was useful. So during COVID, I wanted to make Guinness stew, which is like my favorite comfort meal. So good. But it takes at least two to three hours for the Guinness to evaporate. And so I was making it. And Sarah was just like, I'm really hungry. I don't want to wait. So I was like, oh, okay. So I turned <laughs> the heat up and reduced the time. And I definitely shouldn't have done that because it's, I made it cook for an hour instead of, I think 45 minutes actually, instead of two to three hours. So when we ate it, it tasted like straight Guinness. It was disgusting. So yeah. And I felt bad because Sarah and her mom were sitting there eating every bite, trying to be polite. And I was like, girly, I'm not even eating it. Please don't. That's not true. Sydney, so Sydney thinks mom and I were faking it, but we actually thought it was really, really good. We literally ate the whole thing. It was it tasted yummy, especially like with bread. straight beer. Oh, that bread was dank, but it tasted like straight beer. I don't know what you're talking about, but I That's liked it. Really, I did, and I'm not lying. You're so polite. But exercise, and I, Sydney inspired me today, so I can't take full credit for this, but she was just saying, because she just got an Equinox membership yeah. with a, from a sponsorship, so... She was just saying, like, how she's going to go work out, like, four to five times a week. So, and I was thinking, I was like, that sounds dreadful in my brain. But then I made it to be, like, more easy for myself to actually get started. And I was like, okay, what if I start out exercising three or four times a week, 10 to 15 minutes only? Like, do not go above that. Even, like, if I'm feeling it, even, like, if I'm in the groove, just, like, stick to that time period. And then next week, bump it up to, like, five more minutes. You know what I mean? Until I get to around 25 and then, then I'll have, like, some sort of consistency. And then I can start doing it more days a week, you know? So just making the first step really easy so that it's easier for me to get started and get it in a pattern. Yeah. And I feel you. It's, like, my thing right now is, like, I want to be active for at least an hour a day because I'm always, like, oh, well, like, I'd rather spend my free time watching TV. Well, I can do that while I'm exercising. But also, I want to use this membership, so I'm going to be there every day. They're going to be, like, girl, go home. I'm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the only thing that really keeps me going is that I keep watching these transformation um tiktoks and i'm like yep it's gonna be me and it's not even just necessarily about like aesthetically looking a certain way but more wanting to have a healthier mind and have a healthier sense of self and confidence and also just feel better because i'm always tired and i think that in handling my anxiety and all of the woes of 2020 what year was it 2021 2021 there wasn't prioritizing my physical fitness physical health and i think people are always like oh like um i'm skinny like i don't need to work out well, when i'm not skinny but like i'm skinny i don't need to work out but it's not even just about how you look aesthetically but it's more your your heart health your lung health how you feel your energy levels etc so i'm wanting to focus more on that and put less emphasis on what my body looks like yeah i completely agree it's definitely like mind body soul you know and i think they're all equally important so like you're allowed to prioritize like whatever whatever you want and i think that's that was really inspiring Ugh, profit stop it um what did you do for new year's eve i started reading a good book from my neighbor and i had some champagne except i accidentally opened my parents vintage champagne from like 19 something and it was literally so old. The cork fell 
through the bottle, so I was just eating a little bit of wood. It had a very foresty taste. But I had a glass of champagne, read my book, and fell asleep at like 9 p.m. Because I was in the snow all day, so I was exhausted. Oh my god, so you didn't watch Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year? Rockin' New Year's He's still alive? Oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Dick Clark. I was, I was like, girl, you sure? Maybe it's still called that. It is. Know. No, it's definitely still called that. Like, I know that for a fact. And that's what the channel's called. Not the channel, the, like, show. Yeah. Whatever. So I never watch those. The ball drop really makes me so annoyed. I love watching it, but I would never go. I did go once, and it was the worst yeah. ever. I You could not um, catch me. You're a very nostalgic person, though, so I guess that makes a lot of sense. There were, like, two guys on, on the screen... And one of them was saying how hungry he was, Anderson, and the other one was like... It was Anderson Cooper and Andy Bravo. Yes. Or is his name Andy Bravo? Yes. I call him Andy Bravo, but I don't know if that's his name. It's Andy Cohen. Andy. Everybody knows who we're talking. Yeah, Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen. Um, so you know what I'm talking about. You saw it on TikTok, I suppose. But it was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, because I saw it live, and I was like, oh, <laughs> would you say that? They were both so drunk, you could tell. <laughs> I was like, there's no way these two men are sober, because you can see their eyes yeah, going yeah. crap that I said it out loud. And then also, did you see Miley Cyrus's wardrobe mishap? No, I did not. She's so funny. She handled it so perfect. I think Miley Cyrus is such a badass. She handled it so perfectly. Like, so she caught her top right before because she was wearing like some kind of bodysuit. Um, but it was really like tight on top and only held up by spaghetti straps. So one of the straps broke or started to fall off or something, and she caught it with her hand. So she was, you know, performing and it was party in the USA. And then it finally fell off, so she turned around and just let her top drop and was singing it like turned around to the back of the stage with her top just like not on her body. And all the dancers are like, okay. <laughs> and then she goes off stage for like two seconds, grabs a blazer, brings it back on stage. And then she's, like, singing it just, like, just with the blazer on. And then, you know, that part of the song that's, like, everybody's looking at me now. Like, who's that chick with rocking kicks? You know that part? Yeah. She was, like, everybody's definitely looking at me now. Oh, <laughs> It was really What's she did with Pete Davidson? That's an interesting combination. I know. They're, like, the tr- the, the poster children for dare. <laughs> do not do drugs, children. <laughs> that's awful. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself, from My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. I don't really like New Year's Eve. I feel like no one ever has a good time on New Year's Eve. Because you either go out and you have expectations that are so high, they're never going to be met because you're surrounded by sweaty people for a $400 open bar and the drinks are this big. And what well, you have a New Year's because of some grimy guy from Murray's Hill. Murray Hill. That's my biggest flex. I've never hooked up with a guy from Murray Hill. Yeah, I've never had a New Year's Eve kiss. I'm going to be your New Year's Eve kiss I next think time, it's... next year. Ah, nope. I just think it's not even because it's like in a sad, depressing way. I just don't care. I don't know. I think it's cringy. I'm going to tell you what. I didn't have a New Year's kiss either this year, even though I was at my boyfriend's house. <laughs> Ask me how that happened. I'll tell you how that happened. We're sitting on the couch with his family, like his both of his parents and his younger brother is there. He has two brothers, but the older one wasn't there. And I texted him because his whole family was there. I was like, are we kissing at midnight or no? 
you know, just like, cause it's in front of your family. Like, what do you want to do? And he was like, oh no, no. Yeah, totally. Let's kiss. And I was like, are you sure? Like your mom is like sitting right next to me. And he was like, yeah, no, no, no. Of course. And then midnight came and I <laughs> leaned over to kiss him and he went, he dodged me i was like that's like strike number 12 i was so embarrassed i was like um okay i tried to play it off i was really like it was so yeah uh uh see it's always so awkward and then if you do do it it's like okay we went into this new year's and then i texted him and i was like why didn't you kiss me and he was like Ugh, my mom looked right at me i was like well she's sitting right there what are you talking yeah about? no i feel you that's like my biggest fear for my wedding is that I do not want to kiss anyone in front of my parents. Really? I would literally ask them to turn their Oh heads. my god. I don't care. I would like I'll kiss yeah. anybody from my parents. Yeah, okay, I think about my wedding sometimes and I have multiple issues with it. Okay. Number one, I do not want to be given away. I am no one's property. So I think that trend is super weird. But I'll do it because I guess I have to. Number two <laughs> is that the bride stands on the left side, right? Yeah. I have to work on my right profile for the next ten years just to be prepared. Like, I want people to look at my face, not at the side of my face. So I might make my husband, like, stand to an angle where everyone can see my face. Well, did you hear? Yeah, this is the his back is to the So everybody only sees you. That's yes. very, very selfless of you, Sydney. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that, like, woman who did the circle wedding? Like, all of her guests sat in a circle instead of, like, yeah. would you do that? And then some people are just staring at your back. Yeah, I don't think it, like, went all the way around. I think it was, like, jupe and then jupe. Like, kind of too, like, used. Okay. (laughs) Very important question about wedding planning. So let's say your guest list, you want 200 people at your wedding. Okay. Like, that's your cap. So when you invite a family, do you count that person, their partner, their kids, and potentially their kids' partners and your 200? So, like, do you actually invite 100 people and expect them all to bring plus ones? Yeah. Ew. Basically. I'm like, no children allowed. <laughs> Do you want children cute. in your wedding or, like, absolutely not? Unless they're cute and quiet, no. Okay. Actually, like, maybe we can be, like, a little daycare center and be like, y'all go over there. <laughs> like, my little brother, I want him to be my ring bearer, but he's going to be, like, 10. So, probably not. That's so cute. Yeah, because we'll right see, now we'll he's see. so young and so it would be perfect if you're getting married right now. Which yeah. some people are and I think it's so weird. So many people from my high school are getting engaged right now. I'm kind of like, yo, I'm studying. What have y'all been doing? I am studying, trying to get money like I'm trying to just like work my ass off and I'm studying and I'm just like trying to have like I'm literally trying to maintain my mental health in like a positive way that's what I'm trying to do how are you getting married like that that literally makes that I feel like that's such a big life jump you know you're just skip five years what's wrong with you like I don't want to do that until my last year of law school so I can like sit there and like plan all my stuff yeah but then it's also like my grandma was like Cindy when I was your age I was married with kids I was like okay my mom got married when she was 21 which i think is like it It was yeah. like not judging you if you are a young bride or groom or whatever but like de- so de- definitely not judging you just saying i could never do it like i feel like that's yeah. a huge life step that like i need to be way more mature for <laughs> my mom got married when she was 21 though too see my mom got married at 20 i think but it's also like that's it's a different generation we're not expected to you know like women are having careers now and like, uh there was also a proposal which is the last thing i want to talk about from de clark's rock in new year's eve <laughs> there was a proposal like right behind liza and they he like proposed to her and then they like made out for three minutes with their masks on ew that's also another thing is that i think it's such a cop out to propose to someone on a holiday because like 
now you're conflating the holiday with that anniversary and you're stealing this thunder from what being a family event to being all about you. I think it's lazy of men to do that. If She's my, another day. If my like future yeah. husband ever proposed to me at like a baseball game, like a sports game or like in a big old crowd, I would shut them down so quick. I'd be like, not here. Yeah, I'd be like, ew. I just think like at this, well, obviously everyone's life path is different. Yeah. But in terms of mapping out like where I want my life trajectory to go, engagement is just not in the picture for at least another four years. And that's it. That's if if I meet someone like right now. Yeah. I want to date whoever I'm going to marry for at least three or four years before we're engaged. That's like the bare minimum. I don't think you can be with someone for a year who you're going to spend your life with and just like, no. You know? I agree. And some people like, oh my God, I'm literally not trying to hit on you, but like, some people I see get engaged for like six, or I'm sorry, date for like six months or even a year, like Cindy was saying. Yeah. And then they get and engaged, I'm like, and I'm like, oh my God, how? Like most people don't even know who they are for 25 years. So, how are you supposed to know who someone is in a year of knowing them? And even, even like if you are friends like your whole life and then you just started dating for one year and then you get engaged, I still think that's weird because you're experiencing that person for the first time in like a romantic sense. Yeah. So, I feel like you need more than a year to do that. Like, Yes, you don't know about your living compatibility. Like, I think you have to live, live with someone for a year to really understand who they are. Because, yeah, you guys have to have sleepovers once a week. But that doesn't mean you're living together, you know? Like, you don't have the space to just go and be, oh, I'm going to go back to my place and be alone. Like, no, you're in it, you know? Yeah, it's like a whole new level of compatibility. And it's also, like, a make or break thing. You know, like, once you live with somebody your first year. It's, like, even beyond compatibility, it's also your ability to navigate and manage disagreements and figuring out a way that's not how you do it or how they do it but how you guys do it together so I feel like there's just a lot of layers to that that I think I want to focus on myself and my career path and make sure that I'm solid in who quote unquote Sydney is before I attach myself to someone else compromise is the biggest thing and I think that's like kind of what you were getting at is the fact that like it's literally like you're still your own individual person of course but it's such a big invasion of space living together like cohabitating that really weird word to say but it's true I mean there it's just full of compromises you know like not everything's going to be done your way not everything's going to be done their way it has to be some sort of middle ground all of the time and it's really hard to have a middle ground all the time because like uh, we, we as humans are like inherently selfish so I don't know that's just me like I can't imagine promising initially to be with somebody the rest of your life or promising a wedding if you don't have that basic down i just can't and it's even just so much more than that just thinking about people who are together for 30 years and get divorced like if you can't know someone in that period of time why would you think that knowing someone for five months is whatever people are always like oh when you know you know but no that's not true because it's not just oh i have feelings for them they have feelings for me there's so many external factors that have to go into that also, like, no judgment to people who are engaged or married in their early 20s. Like, yeah. we wish the, I wish the best for you. I hope you have a long, love, lasting marriage. But personally, in the place that I am and, and the person I am, it just simply could not be me. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but that doesn't mean, like, it won't work for you. Um, I want to talk about being home for the holidays as well because – Cindy and I are both at home right now. She's in sunny LA. How, how, what's it, what's the temperature there? What's the weather like? Well, it was snowing where I was yesterday, which is like an hour from LA, but it's been pretty cold since I have been here and it's been like pouring rain, which is so rare for LA, but it's 55 in New York right now and 61 here. 
So it's forty eight degrees in Las Vegas. It's crazy. It's colder than here. Here it's like fifty five right now and rainy, and in Vegas it's in the forties. That's insane. I thought Vegas would be hotter. Ill. In- Instagram has this new feature where if you tag someone in a picture, they send them the picture. And that makes me very uncomfortable. Instagram, I I don't know how new this feature is, but if you're tagged in like a video, like a reel, it puts it on your grid as well. Oh, that's the collaboration feature. You can turn it off though. Oh, you can? Okay, we were talking about the same thing. It's something else, but it's like if I post a picture with you, it's you do that with photos too. And I just put add Sarah as a collaborator and will post on your feed as well. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. What are the odds of two girls agreeing on posting the same picture? <laughs> Slim to none. If I'm posting a picture with someone, I never ask that person which picture should I post because they're all going to look at themselves. So I ask a neutral third party. Yeah, there. Yeah, anytime Sydney wants to know what picture she should take, she sends it in a group chat with me, her, and this one other girl. <laughs> yes. Like, chance. Because I know who, who, whichever one's in the picture is going to choose one they look best in, which is cute. But as the uglier of the trio... I'm going to have to pull some weight somehow. <laughs> That's not true, Sid. Just going back to the topic, I like being home. It's really great, but I feel like it's quarantine again. Just because, you know, not because we're quarantining because the CDC is, like, not this year, but I feel like it's getting to be like that just because it's the holidays and we're home anyway. So now I, ju- I just feel like we're in March 2020 again. And honestly, I'm not for it. My anxiety has been through the roof and I never get anxiety. Like I've been freaking My heart has like been beating like really quickly these past few days uh, in like certain moments when I feel like super jittery. Like I would, it's definitely not, I'm not going as far as to say it's trauma, but I feel very like, oh my god it's happening again do you know what I mean like it feels all just weird the way Sarah's, Sarah's been holding her chapstick in her hand for the last five minutes and in between <laughs> words she does her chapstick and it reminds me of that one okay Sarah has this habit where if we're in we can literally be at home in the living room but especially when we're in public she has to reapply her lipstick if there is the smallest smudge if there is a decim- decimeter whatever of lipstick missing she has to reapply it and like we'll have an appetizer and then she'll be putting her lipstick on i'm like sierra we are literally about to eat and she's like no but it's, it's okay and she puts lipstick on but it reminds me of that one scene in victorious with tori no tori's sister what's her name i don't know i never watched notorious oh well tori's sister trina she would like take a bite of celery and then apply lip gloss. Take a bite of celery and then apply lip gloss. And I was like, that is that is literally Sarah. Yeah, I cannot deal. It's anything regarding my mouth. So like crumbs on my face, stuff stuck in my teeth, my lipstick being out of place. Like anything regarding my mouth. Just because I feel like a lot of people notice my mouth when they first notice when they first like like their first impression of me is usually my mouth because my teeth are so big and my smile is so big that I feel like if anything is wrong with my mouth area that's the impression that people get of me so like food stuck in my teeth crumbs on my face gook on my face lipstick out of place teeth looking yellow like all of that is a huge no-no for me that's so specific if i wear lipstick out unless it's literally red lipstick i'm not reapplying it i simply don't care like it's gonna, it's, it's gonna rub off my mask before i even get there but that's life <laughs> but if it's red lipstick i have to reapply it because if not i looks like i just like am a red gatorade kid i can't deal with that Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself, for my heart podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, red. Yes, anything. Speaking of red Gatorade, she thinks my kids are either going to be like prim, proper, Disney, cute little two ponytails, always in tip top shape kind of kids with like pink, flouncy dresses all the time, or crazy, wild, out of hand red Gatorade kids. <laughs> yeah, like her cat, her kids either going to like sit there and always like never having a hair out of place, always wearing frilly pink dresses. Her name's going to be like Sky Rose Juliet the Fourth Marshmallow Sun. Or her kid's going to be literally so bad that every time she's going to be crying, Sarah's going to be crying. <laughs> and like, I see my little brother play with his friends and some of the kids are like that. And I'm like, I could definitely see Sarah's kid being like this because she's too nice to say anything to it. So it's going to run rampant. Sydney, I want to get something straight with you right now. Like, just like, I just yes. want to have this conversation now so that when it actually happens, we don't even have to talk about it. And that is yes. you have 110%, like, look me in my eyeballs. You have 110% permission to discipline my child. Like, do yeah. whatever you want to do to my kid. Like, I'm, I'm going to say, come here and shush. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, like, yell at them, chide them, shake your little finger. Them. I don't know. Do what you do. I, like, because yeah. discipline's like, hard for me. Like, I can't do it. So, you have Yeah. I feel like your kids are going to be like, Mom, I want to drink. You're going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Literally, your kid's going to literally boss you around so much. And if you're marrying Eric, he ain't going to be any better because he doesn't really speak. So it's going to be your kid bossing you two around, and it's going to be so funny to watch. Because Eric and his family are so quiet. So if I have kids with Eric, he's going to expect our kids to be quiet. But what he doesn't understand is they're going to have my genes, so they're not going to be too quiet. (laughs) I'm so dead. You know, some kids need to be on leashes. Like, that's just just the way life I there's always those families at Disney who have their kids on leashes and their dogs in strollers. And I'm always like, uh, one more thing about Disney and like kids and stuff is I saw this video recently about a little kid. So, you know, since the pandemic, they have ropes that separate Mickey and like or any characters and like the kids. So there's a safe six feet distance apart. And now I think they're just like revamping the mask mandate due to the new um strain I think I could be wrong about that but anyway the point is that they're taking a lot of precautions due to the pandemic to like keep kids away from characters so upon meeting Mickey this one little kid she was like five she like jumped the rope and her mom was filming the entire time she jumped the rope chased Mickey around his um space for like five minutes before a cast that's exaggerate like 30 seconds before a cast member had to literally handle the child and like get her out and so the mom thinks it's funny to like post it on tiktok and she's getting all these comments being like get your kid like that's not just a cute little oh she's five she wants to go hug mickey that's a safety hazard for both your child and the character and and the cast member trying to handle your kid because the cast member's liable if she accidentally ends up hurting your kid due to your parent negligence you know what i mean so no one was having it because the mom was just saying like she's just a little kid like oh it's cute but everybody was like you should have put down the camera and you should have gotten your child what do you think that's like the girl on TikTok who tested positive for COVID in the middle of her flight. Like she was like, oh, I was sniffling. So I took a test in the bathroom and it came back positive. And they made her stay in the bathroom for the remainder of the flight, like the next five hours. And she posted it on TikTok, like a video for taking the test. And everyone was like, number one, why would you not take it before you got on the plane? You just, you just put every single person on that flight and who you've come into contact with at the airport in jeopardy because you want to be funny and lazy. And then also, why would you test yourself in the middle of a flight? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. 
So she's like giggling on TikTok. She turned the comments off with her and was like, girl, this is not the flex you think it is. Like we get you want views, but like, no. Yeah, that's what everybody was saying with, to that mom. They were like, this isn't what you thought it was. Like, this isn't all cute. Like, this is actually a safety hazard and you're being super irresponsible as a parent. Um, she didn't turn the that's comments crazy. off yet, but people are crazy. It's crazy that like we've been wired now to not address a situation when it happens, but to pick up our phone and videotape our reactions to it. Like, that's why I think it's so weird when people are like videoing themselves crying like when i'm crying i'm not taking fun and i'm like hmm, picture you know like i think that's literally so weird i if i ever do that it's to remind myself of like what happened on this this day a year ago like on snapchat but like i don't post it on tiktok of me crying and people are like what's wrong and you're like i don't want to talk about it, it it just gets me going like when there's like a genuine like someone is genuinely in danger like the first reaction anymore isn't to go help or to like call for help if you don't feel comfortable helping or if like you were putting just if you would make the situation worse by helping not calling for help on the phone nothing like that it's like to get out your camera and video record I just think that's really shallow and a little bit weird you know what I mean like how did we become like that I don't know social media I wonder what life would have been like if we didn't have Instagram or like dating apps my life would be so different yeah well first you wouldn't have a podcast probably right and like also how would we get people to know about our podcast you know what i mean like our primary form of marketing is instagram and tiktok because that's everybody's yeah. primary form of marketing nowadays i guess and you wouldn't have been on tiktok i wonder if we would have even known each other but we, we met each other pretty organically for it being college that's another weird thing about college when people would like make groups off of the facebook page based on looks so when you get to and you're like why do y'all all look the same in every single friend group and i was like oh facebook <laughs> yeah right people would meet each other on facebook and like get together and get dinner and i was i don't i can't imagine doing that like texting in my college facebook group chat being like hey anybody want to go get italian tonight like i just it yeah be me. no i was like whoever i live with i'm gonna chill with you yeah that that'll be it for now and then we'll see how we can branch out later. yeah we'll, we'll see how that we'll see how that develops <laughs> Yeah, but what do you think? How are you feeling like at home? Are you feeling like it's a little bit reminiscent of how the pandemic first started? Or are you more chill? Or do you just not care? Like, what's up with you? Well, yes, because for the pandemic, I was supposed to come home for uh, spring break to see my family. And I stayed for six months. <laughs> so living with a three-year-old is definitely interesting. He keeps the daily life interesting. But I'm really close with my stepmom. So it's nice to like, be able to hang out with her and like my neighbor. Um, I've been getting a lot of work done because... I just have so busy during the school year that I had to like prioritize things. But now that I have no school for the next month, I'm focusing on law school applications and my thesis. And um, I'm my new res oh, resolution. One of them is that I want to read at least one to two books a month because I need to prepare my mind again for all the heavy reading I'm going to have to do in law school. So I'm trying to slowly build up to reading like start with one book a month and then get to two and get to maybe three just to make my mind a little bit more sharp and to get back on the groove of reading and just because I miss reading in general like I'm tired of always spending my time on social media so I need to get off my phone and into a book are you gonna are they gonna be fictional books or are you gonna do more like law-centered books or just like books about law or like fiction about law or like what do you what books are you planning on reading a mix of both like I just got Huma Abedin's new book and a book um, by Scalia, the former Supreme Court justice. So a little mix of both. And then I'll get into some fiction too. Because I love me. Oh, like a YA book. Like a young adult romance novel. I love, love me some of those. Yes. 
You look like Princess Leia <laughs> when you did that. I feel like Phoebe Longstocking. Yes, and he's her in braids now, and I've literally never seen them like that. So this is very interesting. You guys, Cindy got extensions, and they look so fucking good. It's driving me nuts. It's so weird seeing myself in the mirror, because I'm like, Ugh, who's that? Not in like a conceited way. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I keep playing with it. It's weird. It's allowed to be in a conceited way. I think I think they look like fa- like insanely fantastic. Do you, do you love Thank them? You. Yeah, I actually like them. I just wanted like a change, because... You know, like, after you go through, like, a breakup or a hard time, you just want to, like, change something, like, dye your hair or cut your hair or whatever. I was about to make something that permanent of a decision. So I wanted to change myself just to boost my confidence a little bit when the new year started. So, yeah, I got extensiones. I feel you. About two months ago, I, like, chopped my hair off and I dyed it bleach, bleach blonde. And I think I'm going to do it again soon just because I liked it so much. But my hair grows pretty fast. So it's, like, it's like back to its normal length honestly almost mm. so we'll, we'll keep you posted on our hair habits because i know it's yeah, I so interesting and you're all just dying to know hair what we'll do next. but speaking of like confidence and stuff that's another new year's resolution that i really want to get with because and i think it goes hand in hand with my i'm trying to think of a name for it other than not being a doormat help me it's 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 like what is it confidence i think a large part of it is confidence like self-love self-esteem i like that I, I, it is a lot of confidence, though, because I do consider myself a really confident person. But I, I just need to uh, be more – like, I need to recognize that, like, I am worthy – I'm worthy of my own time, you know? Yeah, I, being I, selfish with your time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe being a little more selfish is, like, my near resolution. Maybe that's, like, a good phrase for it. But I think confidence totally goes hand in hand with that, you know? I, I'm watching – I'm re-watching Euphoria. I started with Sydney. Um, the first season just in preparation for the second season coming out in January and uh, right because right now it's January 1st so in a few days at this point which is so exciting and I'm just like looking at all these characters and I'm like you're all 16 years old and you have more confidence than I have my pinky finger you know what I mean like everybody seems like they they metamorphosize into their true selves when they're literally 16 like cat's a badass everybody's just like their own self like you know what I mean it just seems like everybody's so like self-assured and I want to be more like that no and I'm not saying I want to do crazy makeup and like get those pants that everybody mass purchased um those pants that Maddie wore to the carnival that's not what I'm saying but like more on the inside you know like it's not about how I look it's not about how others perceive me it's about how I feel about myself and I really want to get into that um all right you guys thank you so much for listening uh dm us your new year's resolutions and i hope you had a wonderful new year's eve um stay safe be careful do what you do uh if you want to keep listening we are on spotify iheart and apple podcasts and on uh social media we're on tiktok instagram and youtube at crying in public podcast love you guys goodbye life's better with american family insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye-bye.